Hello and welcome to Broke On My Way to Wealthy, a podcast documenting my journey to financial independence and beyond. I hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to episode 33. Here I go on my birthday, the big 3-5. I've come across some new uh, information recently. Apparently there is a program that if you are... uh, complete and total disabled through the VA system. You can qualify to have your dependents receive uh, insurance. So basically, they call it the CHAMP VA program, which I never heard of until what, two days ago when I was calling around trying to figure it out and was looking online and whatnot. So there's that. So if you're in the process of doing a disability claim with the VA, keep that in mind. Once you hit 100%, they'll say that you're total and permanent disabled or whatever. Or if you are at a different percentage and you are deemed unemployable. Now, the downside with that is if you're deemed unemployable, you are now limited on your income from other sources. Like you could do social security, disability, that kind of stuff. But as far as I understand it, your income is limited to right around 12000 a year. So if you had investments or a side gig or anything, you could not make any real additional funds. If you do so, then you're in violation of that program. And I guess you won't qualify or whatever. Whatever it is that they do, they might penalize you or something. I haven't researched that much, but as far as I understand it, they have some kind of deterrent so that if you do exceed the maximum amount allowed of income, that it'll affect you in a negative manner. So considering the subject of this podcast is me trying to make it to a wealthy state, I do not want to be deemed unemployable. While I may be busted in a lot of ways, like my joints and everything, and mental capacity and whatnot, which sucks to admit, but I do have brain damage from years ago, and while the physical side may have healed, those pathways that the brain had developed are not replaced. I have to train my brain to relearn things. Like one of my coworkers was talking about how he had to learn to go through speech lessons and whatnot so that he could speak again. And that's pretty traumatic for an adult. Like you feel accomplished. You went into the military. You think you're this highly achieving individual, but then you get brain damage from concussions and whatnot, which is common in the military nowadays with all the IEDs and whatnot that occur. Me, luckily, I didn't face an IED. Otherwise, I'd probably have shrapnel and other aspects in me. But instead, I got a concussion nonetheless. In fact, a couple of them while on service, on duty in the service. So, yeah, it, it just sucks. And the VA isn't even recognizing that it's service-connected because documentation is so limited for me when it comes to those concussions. Like, one was stupid little brawl situation with my roommate. 
who ended up knocking me out cold because I was being a smartass at the time and wasn't defending myself or nothing. Too busy being cocksure, as they say, and lacking in intelligence in the moment. But as they say, shit happens. Can't live with regrets over it. It's what it is. But the other instance that I had concussion, which was far more detrimental to my brain, was when a fire suppression kit went off right in front of me. Like, we were exhausted on extra duty, punitive action that occurs when you piss off certain people. (laughs) But uh, me and my buddy were sent on a detail to empty these fire extinguishers into a hole in the middle of Iraq near Baghdad. We were on base doing this, and... Unfortunately, due to lack of sleep and whatnot, we weren't exactly in the most functional position mentally. So we weren't thinking when we triggered that fire suppression kit, which had about 800 PSI in it and released it in a millisecond, sending us each 10 feet in opposite directions. Now, that instance I didn't think much of. It was scary. Uh, Sure as hell woke me up. My buddy got cracked sternum in the process, and I thought I got away pretty okay, except for the fact that, well, he was jacked up, and I felt guilty because I was the one who triggered it after he failed to do so himself. So I have a scar on my hand, and it's a memory of it, and I've been trying to get a hold of the guy to pass on information I've learned in the process of being diagnosed and all, trying to help him however I can, because at the time, all I could do was buy him a pizza and apologize about the situation, and he took it lighthearted. But for me, it was a lot more detrimental because I feel guilt on a high level when it comes to something I screw up. So when I screwed it up and it affected him, I felt horrible. I still do, even to this day, because that's life-changing kind of situation. Now, unfortunately, I can't seem to get hold of the guy. Private Shuff is... I knew him, or after the accident, I called him third tit because, well, his crack sternum looked like a third pectoral. It stuck out so far. But he was a good guy. I enjoyed hanging out with him and whatnot. I just haven't heard from him since we left that unit. And if I could get a hold of him, I would pass on any information I have and any witness statements that I'm gathering to the incident. Because in the moment, our leadership that had ordered us on that detail were too busy covering their asses. They rushed him off to the hospital, rushed me off to my room, and told us basically not to talk about it. Yay, very great leadership. Same leadership that I pissed off to get on the extra duty. But whatever, life's got some funny ways of doing things. But in this whole rambling bit, I came across the Champ VA program. I also came across a thing where there's life insurance provided by the VA for disabled vets. And I'm pursuing that because why not if I kick the bucket and they're going to pay my dependents out a few grand. That'll cover my funeral. Or it can go toward some kind of expense that my family might incur after I'm gone. So why not? Might as well 
prepare as much as you can because you never know. One of my coworkers just passed away less than two weeks ago. She wasn't even 55, and they found her dead in her place. Very similar to my buddy about a year ago, found dead a couple days after he passed. But you never know. Like, these things occur, and you just never know. One day you're alive and kicking, next day you're not. So why not prepare? It's not a great subject. Most people don't want to talk about it, but life insurance is something you need because when you go, there's all those expenses and you don't want to be the douche that left them to your family unprepared, especially if you're the breadwinner like I am, where once you're gone, your income is gone. So now you left debt and no income to cover it because when you kick the bucket, it ain't free. They got to pay either to cremate you or bury you or whatever. It's not free. The only way I think you could really get off cheap-wise is donate your body to some school or whatever so they can dissect you. Then I think it'll be covered, but otherwise, that shit costs money. And while we plan financially while we're alive, we also got to plan for when we're not and for the aftermath for our family. As I understand it, it's only a $10,000 policy, but as far as the guy was saying, it's free to service-connected vets, so if you're a disabled vet, might as well sign up for it. It ain't costing you nothing, and it's a little perk to your family. Heck with it. 10000 can go quite a ways when it comes to funeral expenses, but yeah, you never know. And as far as the CHAMP VA program goes, they allow you to use it as a primary or secondary, as the lady was informing me. Now, you gotta qualify, which are those two key terms, total and permanent disability. So, if you're at 100% or you get uh, deemed unemployable, you will qualify. Then you just have to fill out the forms. There's one form... I think she said 10-10D that you fill out as an application. And then an additional form, which ended with 59C. I'll have to look it up when I go to apply, but I'm at 80% right now, so I don't qualify. Try and make that other 20% so I can qualify for that, and also so I have that additional income. But basically, as I understand it from what she was telling me, is if you get it and you go through the MEL program for the prescriptions, now your prescriptions cost you nothing. And currently, my wife, being diabetic and all that, it's costing us about 200 with insurance every month for her prescriptions. So you think the 20% difference from 80 to 100 is about 1600 with my dependents. If you don't have dependents, it's going to be slightly less, but I think it's like 1400 But as I stand with the two kids and the wife, it's a $1,600 jump monthly tax-free income. Plus, I'd be able to avoid property taxes, as I was informed a while back. And then one of my buddies, who's also a disabled vet, he confirmed that. He was like, yeah, it's true, but I haven't pursued documentation to see it in print. I just know from word of mouth. So take it with a grain of salt. 
but it's worth looking into if you're in that boat now if i could get that extra 1600 a month that would put me at two-thirds of my goal to fi i'm shooting for six thousand a month take home as to be considered fi that would put me at almost 3700 plus with the champ va program i would eliminate that 200 a month expense that i incur with the wife's prescription and on top of that it would free me up from being tied to this rca position for the insurance which is really the largest draw as to why i stay at that crap position it is not a good position where i'm at right now because they do not appreciate their employees and they run you ragged but there are alternatives if i wasn't concerned with just the insurance yeah that background noise is my pups trying to get attention as i'm trying to put on shoes how fun that is you're like children always want your attention and don't get that you're trying to do anything or don't care (laughs) but yeah for anyone out there that's a vet and disabled and going through the process there's a little bit more information and as i discover more benefits and bits i'll uh add it to future episodes but for right now that's the information i have as things develop and i learn more i'll inform you but i hope this helps and i hope someone out there takes advantage of these programs and makes their life a little better off of it so yeah basically i'm trying to get to a hundred percent disabled while not being deemed unemployable that's the trick gotta get that hundred percent so that i qualify for all the programs like champ va so i can cover the wife and kids on insurance get that life insurance signed up for uh, probably gonna go back to school after a bit so continue my gi bill which is at its end because I used it for a trade school and then some college so I have to use that vocational what's it called vocational rehab or vocational something along those lines where they'll extend your GI bill beyond the four-year amount that they give you so that you can complete a degree or a trade school or whatever and gain that new profession. I'm trying to be a financial advisor. So uh, CFPA, I think it's is the acronym for it. Certified Financial Planner, CFP. Yeah, CFP. But that would allow me to basically give advice to people who need assistance in financial planning. I'm not looking to make a bunch of money off doing said position i'd like to maybe start a little business focus on the lower income portion of society offer them some kind of hourly fee that would be very affordable to them and sit down with people who really don't have that much but are still trying to make a plan for when they do retire like explain how social security will work for them and different investment opportunities and just break it down to better educate those that don't fully understand what they need to know to take care of themselves. Because going fully on just 
the social programs like Social Security and Medicare, it is not a very pleasant retirement that you barely make any money on it and you're always struggling. If any unexpected expense comes up, you're SOL. So I'd like to assist those that have an interest at that lower income because most of these financial planners are trying to assist those that are already pre-financially covered that might just want to optimize their situation, optimize their taxes, increase their investments, uh, performance and whatnot. But I would like to help those on the lower end because that's where I come from. I was raised by a single father who worked as a truck driver and stayed local so he could be there for us. But he had three of us boys and so he didn't make a whole lot of money because a local driver, you kind of get penalized. You get the benefit of staying local so you can go home every night, but the pay isn't there. Whereas cross country and whatnot type of driving positions pay much better. He needed to be there for us, so he suffered through the harder time of not making as much and still having all those expenses of three boys. So I want to help people like that, the blue-collar, hard-working Americans out there that are just trying to get by. That's my dream. So if I can, I'll go and pursue that degree and certification so that I'm legal to give advice. Like right now, I'll inform people of whatever I come across. If we're casually talking, like tell them, hey, I came across this or that or whatever and leave it in their hands because I'm not a financial planner. I have no certification at this moment. Just like on this podcast, I'm pretty much just telling you the information I come across. And as I learn it, I'll divulge it and hopefully it helps someone out there or at least sends you down the right path for research. Because if I even heard about some of the programs I keep coming across, I would have already qualified because I would have pursued them, but no one's really putting it out there. So whenever I come across some new little information, I'll put it on this podcast and try and get it out to whoever might make use of it. But yeah, that's just my goal. Try and get to that point. Post office is just a job as far as I'm concerned. I don't plan on being there. Forever. I might stay for a few years, especially if I change positions to a more flexible schedule like ARC, which would allow me to work days that I want, only ones that are mandatory are Sundays and some of the holidays, I think 12 of them. Other than that, it's more of a voluntary thing because it's a position designed for those that have another job. So I would like to do that. The only thing holding me back is the insurance situation. I got to take care of the wife and kids. So if I can get the 100% disabled status and qualify for the CHAMP VA program, I got it covered. And then I can pursue something like the ARC position where I have the flexibility to take days off and maybe go to school or start a business. Because right now, as an RCA, which is a rural carrier assistant. I work seven days a week, every single day of the week. 
I never have a day scheduled off. They tell me, well, we can't schedule you a day off because we're shorthanded. That's indentured servitude. I work anywhere from 11 to 15 hours a day, every day of the week, except for my appointments or a day I call out. Like today I called out because there was no way I was going to make it into work and be a safe operator of that vehicle today. I, I was up half the night and exhausted and just my body can't do it. So many hours. Like, what was it? Yesterday, I think I did a short day, only 11 hours. That's a short day. That gives you an idea of how crazy it is. And apparently, it's not like that everywhere. I've gone to smaller offices where it's been a lot more laid back and a lot less involved. But this one here in Madison, Alabama, is insane. And the leadership isn't adding enough people to cover all these positions. It sucks, but it's the truth. So as our numbers dwindle, as people resign, like we just had two more resign, and then my one coworker passed away, that's three less people to run this massive office to deliver all these packages and mail and everything. One of those people was the janitor. The other two were carriers. So one less person to clean the place, two less people to carry mail and packages, and we have not replaced them. We have not replaced a fraction of the people we've lost over the, what has it been, eight months since I started. But yeah, if I could get to a position like that, then I could do something else. Start a franchise of something, like I was looking at Matco tools. That might be fun. Do that in the mornings and then go about my day doing something else or do that a few days a week. I don't know. I've never done it. You got to buy into a franchise, which means you need to purchase a truck and pay whatever fees the franchise agreement is. But I've never done it, so I don't know. I just briefly researched into it. And it kind of piqued my interest because I like tools. And well, in that case, I'd be the tool dealer so I could see all the new toys and purchase things as I wanted. Which is dangerous because I can really spend some money when it comes to tools. Tools and toys. Like, I even was looking at a position over at the Cabela's considering it. Woof. That would be dangerous. My whole paycheck would just disappear into all the merchandise. All the bows and guns and reloading supplies and fishing supplies and kayaking and paddle boarding. And, oh my god every darn toy out there but yeah basically i'm researching into all this va stuff and trying to figure it out myself i gotta find me a organization that'll assist me with the last 20 percent or i need to submit the appeal myself it's not the easiest thing to do with my schedule like i have to get these different uh statements from my buddies from my old unit to document that yes in fact i did receive a concussion while on active duty but it's all a process one step at a time so any of you out there that are going through a similar thing don't lose faith you just gotta do baby steps one thing at a time so far i've got as far as 
the 80% rating in this past year and paid down a lot of my debt. The Zells card that was, I believe, two and a half grand when we moved out here is now down to uh, $1,400 owed on it. So I paid over 1000 down on that, plus all the interest they charge, which is like 45 bucks a month. It's insane. So really, I've paid like, what would that be? 1500 toward that since we moved out here on top of all the other things I've been paying down and investing. So while it's challenging and you may not find positions where you make the type of money that I'm making right now, my take home is right around six and a half thousand each month varies by a couple hundred or so either way but i'm doing pretty decent on my income between the disability rating which only recently appeared and then uh my paychecks from the post office so before i was only doing between four and five thousand now i'm up over six close to six and a half take home that ain't bad and if I get to 100% disability, that'll jump up another 1600 plus an expense will drop off of 200 a month, which I just recently started incurring of the wife's prescriptions. So things are improving all around. It just takes time and a lot of hard work, like an insane amount of hard work. So if you're going through it, just start, like, pick something, do steps toward it. It's not going to happen overnight. It's freaking challenging and takes time, and you may not see any progress at first, but you are making progress. As long as you're doing something toward it, getting more information or paying another payment toward a debt or something, you're going to make that progress, and you're going to get there. It's one step in front of the other, uh, or one foot in front of the other, step-by-step step kind of thing. So don't get discouraged. Don't get disheartened. I'm working my way through it, and if you're listening to this podcast, it seems like I've uh, made pretty dramatic strides since I started. But if you go one episode to the next, they're pretty minor things. Like going from episode one to episode 33 that we are at right now, it's pretty drastic. I've paid down a lot of my debt. My income has drastically increased. I got my rating with the VA and I moved across the country. So a lot has happened in those 33 episodes. But go from episode 32 to 33. And it's almost indistinguishable, the difference. Yeah, I paid like another 300 toward the Zells card this month. It's really not drastic. It's a drop in the bucket. But steady, consistent work toward it. And I've gotten all this progress so far. And I think this podcast has been running for about two years. So it's been a busy two years. Now, I ain't to the wealthy state yet, but I'm living fairly comfortably on that income. I still need to figure out the housing situation. I'm now contemplating the idea of just buying a piece of land and putting my trailer on it. That way I can develop the land as I go or purchase something else later, but at least have the land so I can eliminate my rent at the moment and give the dogs some space to mess around. It's just 
lot of options out there, a lot of choices to be made, and I'm doing one step at a time. Yesterday, I made phone calls to find out about the Champ VA thing. In the process, I came across the insurance, the life insurance. So one little step at a time, and eventually you get there. I've made so many little steps to get to where I'm at now. It's insane. And I've made mistakes along the way. Many, many mistakes. So don't get discouraged. But for all you out there listening, hope you have a great day and take care.